Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. We're all looking for new life. Some of us are looking for new life in certain areas of life. Others of us are looking for new life in overall living. Now, I'm convinced that we don't give God the access into our lives that He so desires. I believe with all my heart that God doesn't intend to just affect one or two parts of our lives, but that ultimately God wants to be the loving core of every part of your life and my life. Too often, we live in like a, a vertical relationship with God uh, in, in, in ways of, of, of reverence and, and prayer and in those sorts of actions. But we write off His desire for involvement in the horizontal aspects of our lives. His desire to be a part of our work, to be a part of our play, to be a part of our relationships, to, to come and speak into the matters that, that matter to our hearts, um, our sexuality, our, our longing for social justice, um, all of these aspects I believe he's looking for. That ultimately he longs for relationship both vertically and horizontally. And these two make up the cross. Where the belief in a spiritual God meets the reality of a physical Jesus and impacts our everyday lives. That's what God desires. This is where Jesus gets into the mess of, of people's lives. Now, I trust that you joined us last week for our intro to this series. But if you didn't, last week we spoke into Jesus claiming this I am status. Ultimately claiming to be God. Making the same claim that God made as he met with Moses at the burning bush. I am. I am all that you need in every circumstance, in every situation. I am. And Jesus claims the same. And Jesus would go on to make several more of these I am statements. And today, we're going to be looking at two more of those. Jesus, at one stage, he, he, he made this I am claim. He said, I am the resurrection 
and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Jesus claims to being the resurrection and the life. That's a massive claim for him to make. The resurrection and the life. And his, his claim to being the resurrection and the life, I believe, is understood through his physical resurrection. Because, let's be honest, if his physical resurrection wasn't true, if it didn't happen, then this claim of his wouldn't be true. I can remember a while back reading about a pastor who was being interviewed and in the interview the interviewer asked him he said why do you practice voodoo the pastor was kind of taken back by it and the pastor said that he was unaware that he practiced voodoo and asked the interviewer if he wouldn't mind defying what he what he he meant by voodoo the interviewer looked at him and said you know Believing that a man can die and rise again and that this can have an effect on people even far away. Sort of like sticking pins in a doll in order to hurt somebody far away. Now in reality, the pastor didn't get into depth into his answer to the, the, the interviewer. But what he did go on to say was that he learned a couple of things from this encounter. This is what he said. He said, I learned that whenever you talk about the resurrection of Jesus, the truth question being, did it happen? And the meaning question being, so what if it really happened? These are so intertwined that you have to deal with both the truth and the meaning together. Because guys and ladies, as we said, if it really happened, if his resurrection really happened, if he really rose from the dead as he claimed he did, and as all of his followers in the first century claimed to have witnessed a risen Jesus, man, then the meaning of that has huge implications for you and for me. In fact, it changes everything. And this claim of Jesus, this claim of Jesus, this I am the resurrection and the life, this claim of Jesus is understood through his resurrection. That when we experience a physical death this side of eternity, we can gain a spiritual life after death on the other side of eternity by right here, right now, putting our belief, putting our faith, and putting our very lives in Him and in His care. One of the ways that we flesh this out 
is through baptism. Now, you may have heard of baptism. You, baptism may be something completely new to you. But ultimately, baptism is uh, this picture of us dying to self, of being brought back to life in Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul, he said it this way. He said, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. In other translations, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. I love that, man. A new creation. That when I surrender my life to Christ, when I follow him through baptism, that I become this new creation. I become this new person. You see, guys and ladies, it's a supernatural exchange. That ultimately, when we talk about baptism, we're talking about a death to self. It's me saying, I'm choosing to die to my own will, to allow God's will to come and be activated in my life, to come and, and take hold of my life and me living out His will in everything that I do, to death, to self, by engaging with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. I am the resurrection and the life, is what he claimed and what we believe he is. So, we enter the waters of baptism to come and make that supernatural exchange. Now, let me ask you a question. Where do you find your identity? Where do you find your identity? It's a good question. When, when we talk about baptism, I feel like oftentimes we lose the gravity we lose the, 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 the weight of it and, and it's lost in our traditions. So often when, when these incredibly important parts of our faith get played out so often in front of us, we can kind of lose its, uh, its weightiness. We can, we can really lose the gravity of, of, of what it actually means. In reality, when first century followers of Jesus, when they were, were being baptized, it was a massive deal to them. They were ultimately declaring to the world around them that they were now in Christ, that they were now in His family. In that moment, their identity shifted. They went from, from, from ultimately who they once were to who they are now. That was that shift in identity. And the way that, that, that people looked at them changed. It's like they were known as this one person. And by them just following Jesus through the waters of the baptism, 
People started seeing them differently. People started engaging with them differently. People started acting differently toward them. Why? Because there was an identity shift. They became known as belonging to Jesus. When we think about what baptism means to us today, does it still carry that weight? Does it still carry that sort of meaning, that importance? So maybe now's a good time to ask you that question again. Where do you find your identity? Is it in your job? Is it found in your significant other? Is it found in the house that you live in or the car that you drive or the motorcycle that you ride or how well your kids do at whatever? What is your identity found in? As a follower of Jesus, having followed him through the waters of baptism, it should be a really big deal. In truth, it should be identity defining. There should be this identity shift in your life. It should declare to the world around you that you are now in Christ, that you are in his family, that your identity has shifted from who you once were to who you are now. As the Apostle Paul put it, a new person, a new creation, a Christ follower. Now, in a world where people are looking for all kinds of things, but very much looking for direction, looking for truth, looking for life. When we say people are looking for direction, uh, people are looking for, for a way to live, looking for, 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 for traction in their lives, traction in society, traction in work traction in family, trying to progress in life, but, but, but finding their, their compass in life at the same time. People are looking for, for truth. Think about it. In today's day and age, how often don't we hear, what's your truth? Oh, own your truth. Own your truth. Like truth has somehow become subjective. Truth has not become subjective. People are looking for life, life, not just mere existence, not just kind of fumbling through the day and it's all about death and taxes. No, no, it's about finding real life. And it's here where Jesus makes another one of these I am claims. Where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And as you and I find our identity in Jesus, guys and ladies, He becomes established as these very things in our lives. These things that we're all searching for 
in life, direction, truth, life, that ultimately he becomes the way, he becomes the truth, and he becomes the life in our lives. And as the way, Jesus becomes our path to the Father. As the truth, Jesus becomes the reality of God's promises in our lives. And that as the life, he joins his divine life to my life, to your life, both now and for eternity. And Jesus is, in truth, the only living way to the Father. And we have access to Him. So as Jesus is the resurrection and the life, He gives you and me the opportunity to identify with Him with the way, the truth, and the life. As you consider all of this today, I wonder, what's your next step? Maybe today, you've never been through baptism. You've never identified your life with the life of Jesus as you followed Him through the waters of baptism. And maybe that's you today. Maybe today you want to say, hey, like those first century Christians, those first century followers of Jesus, I want to turn my life upside down. I want to follow Jesus through the waters of baptism. I want to identify my life with His. I want to have that shift in identity where people can look at me and go, hey, that is a Jesus follower. If that's you today, and you've not gone through the waters of baptism, I so want to encourage you. Please get hold of us. Let's get you baptized. Get hold of us through our website, lifecentral.org.za. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. Connect with us. And let's help you with that process. But maybe today you have gone through baptism. But when you went through baptism, if you're honest, you never understood the gravity of it. You never understood what you were really doing in that moment. And maybe today, maybe today you realize that you need to take hold of your identity in Christ. That when you went through the waters of baptism, that ultimately you were saying, I am His. That today my identity shifts from who I once was to who I am now in Him. To live in the way, to live in the truth, and to live out the life. To meet Him in the intersection of faith, where the belief in a spiritual God meets the reality of a physical Jesus and impacts your everyday life. Let me pray with you. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that today we get to engage with the great I Am. Lord, that when you said, 
I am the resurrection and the life. Lord, that there was that there is power in that and that we can connect our lives to that power. Lord, Lord that we can come and find new life in you. That as we, as we surrender our, our very lives into your care, Lord, that we can know that when you said that there is life for us even after dying, that you meant it. And Father God, I thank you that as men and women today, consider where they stand with you. Lord, consider this, this, this moment of stepping into that resurrection through baptism, Lord. Lord, that you will give them courage to take that step, to make that change, to come and connect their lives to yours, their identity to yours. As men and women are, are thinking about this thing of identity. Lord, I thank you that again, you'll give men and women courage to drop any other form of identity that they may be holding on to right now. Things that they've always felt has given them purpose or status or whatever it may be. To drop that and to come and just find their identity in the fact that they are yours that you love them and that your purposes for their life is real and here for the take. So Lord, I thank you that today we can come and that we can find the way, the truth and the life in you as our identity is established in you. We love you. These lives are yours. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to connecting with you again next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.